Hello and welcome to the Red Belt Report, a bi-weekly podcast where we focus on everything going on in the world of MMA. I'm your host, Bob Fallon, and with me is... Brooks Fallon. Uh, you might be wondering why an MMA podcast is just showing up in the Redbox Reports feed, but this is a spinoff about MMA, that's why. So, we'll be, doing, <laughs> we'll be doing this every other week, and um, you know, if you're not into MMA, just delete it, and the next episode of the Redbox Report proper will be out before you know it so yeah. but for those of you who are sharing our interests in MMA you've come to the right place absolutely on the premiere episode we're going to reveal our own personal top 10 weight class rankings for every weight class in the UFC we're going not to just the UFC but MMA that's in general. absolutely thank you for the correction that a lot of people will get those mixed up yeah. MMA in general um, then what we're going to do later in the week is we're going to combine our personal rankings to create the Red Belt Report official rankings. Yeah. So keep an and eye on that. That'll be a constant. That'll, yeah. We will always have a constant Red Belt Say Report rankings. Once a month we'll update the rankings. Yeah, that's, the first that's, every month. Yeah, that's, that sounds great. And uh, yeah, so why do we want to podcast better than me? Because we love it. As far as I'm concerned, it's the best sport in the world. And I agree. And it's the best workout in the world. If you're not even into the sport, give it a try. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. A lot of people are squeamish on the violence, but there's a lot more to it than that. It's, Absolutely. It's, you can break it down to ten different things. Yes, yeah, there's so much still technical the world. skills going on. And at the end of the day, they get up, they shake each other's hand and Absolutely. say, what a, what a fight, you know? Yeah. Like, I love baseball. I enjoy football a lot, but for me... I'd rather watch a UFC card than anything other than maybe the Orioles and the World Series. That yeah. might be the one thing that would be a little bit better. Yeah. All right, so let's get into these weight class rankings. Right. Start off with the heavies. Yep. Heavyweight. Obviously, the champion of the UFC is Fabricio Verdun. Yeah, and I think he'll most likely... No, for sure. Every... UFC champion is going to be our number one. Yeah, that's best, clear at this point. Best organization in the world. Yeah, they have the best fighters in the world. Yes. So. And speaking of, do like let's give the people what we watch. Do you watch strictly UFC? I watch, watch basically everything the UFC puts out, but if there's a big Bellator card on, I'll watch it. I don't watch every Bellator card, but yeah. well, I didn't watch every fight of the Risen card, but I watch the fights that I could be up to watch, really, but I watched the first King Mo fight, I made sure I watched the Fedor fight, I watched the Shinya Koi fight, I watched uh, the big name. World Series of Fighting? World Series of Fighting, like I watched the Jake Shields, Pal Harris yeah, fight, yeah. I don't watch everything. When they got a bigger fight, yeah, that's yeah. how I am with them, yeah. and Bellator, UFC, I'll watch anything, I'll, yeah. I'll DVR, every like, fight. Jake Shields makes an appearance on my rankings, I make sure I watch his fights because he's one of the big names in World Series of Fighting. Yeah, I'm with you, 100%, yeah. so that's cool. Like smaller ones like Invicta, which is strictly on Fight Pass now, and it's all women. I'm sure they still have good fights, and good fighters. I'll be sure to watch Cyborg on Invicta, but mm. I don't catch every Invicta yeah. card. I've know. never seen an Invicta card. Yeah, um, I, I watch Michelle Waterson on Invicta, and I've seen a few, but I haven't seen every one by far. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, we're glad we got that across. But yeah, basically, what we're saying is our number one is going to be the UFC champ of that division every yes. time, and in heavyweight. It's Fabricio Verdun. Absolutely. Number two, I guess, two would be Kane Velasquez. Yeah, um, he's my number two as well. Yeah. Uh, Verdun just beat him 
in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't just beat him, he demolished he him. He dominated him. And I've never seen Velasquez look that like that ever. Everyone says Velasquez unbeatable. He's I mean, gonna be the king. He looked like Junior Dos Santos getting his ass beat by Kane Velasquez. <laughs> exactly. I mean that's she was on the foot there. It was that's ridiculous. And the fact that people were saying, you know, it was the the water level or whatever, you know, he was gassed because it was in Mexico. Well, guess what? Well, he's Mexican. He was supposed to be the person fighting in Mexico City. And for for Doom... It might be the sea level, but I can't use that as an excuse because he was... The first time UFC rolled to Mexico City, he was supposed to be on the card and he pulled out. Then he showed up and he got his ass beat, so how can you say anything about it? And for Doom's fighting under the same circumstances. Yeah. And he didn't look And for Doom went down there two months in advance... Yeah, and smart. He, he got friends with everybody. I mean, it's almost like Mexico liked Verdun more than King Velasquez. I'm sure it's not the case, but it was. I, he was much more prepared. Yeah, but the heavyweight division as a whole is very shallow. Yeah, oh, and it's old. And it's my old. rankings reflect that. Absolutely. Like we'll talk about some other divisions where, I mean, the 25th ranked fighter could. You know, yeah, yeah. is a legit yeah. fighter. I mean, Whereas, you only have to string a couple wins together and you're a contender in that situation. Yeah. It's not like that anywhere else. I think the average age is like 63. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but what we're going to do with these is we're going to each give our 10 through 6, back and forth, talk about that. Then we'll give our 5 through 1, talk about that. Just yeah. see where we differ and what we think about these fighters. So let's get started with the heavyweight division. What's your 10 through 6? Mark Hunt. Number, number 10. 10. Andrew Lott. Andre Arlovsky, number nine. Number eight, Travis Brown. Number seven, Junior Dos Santos. And number six, Fedor Emelianenko. Okay. My number ten is Jared Rocholt. Okay. Number nine, Josh Barnett. Number eight, Junior Dos Santos. Number seven, Andre Arlovsky. And number six, Alistair Overeem. And that's, that's respectable. Yeah, I'm surprised. Jared Roche, he didn't look bad his last fight. He's young. But I don't feel like he's one of the persons that could ever be a contender. Yeah, I'm not sure. At least in the UFC. But. He's like young for a heavyweight. Yeah. He's He's not that young though. He's thirty two. Well, for a heavyweight. Yeah. He's the youngest in he's the He's thirty two or so. He's yeah, he's a boring fighter to watch. He's a wrestle guy. Yeah. Doesn't really have much knockout power. But I think he's the best of the second tier. Or yeah, whatever yeah. tier that is. Whatever in the heavyweight division. It's a completely different thing than any other division. Yeah, it really is. I'm surprised you had, um, who was it? Travis Brown so low. Well, my thing is, like, I had Bellator's heavyweight champ, Vitaly Minnikov, up in number five spot. I'm looking at who can beat who. Travis Brown, I don't think he's that big of a contender. No. Even even a worn out JDS, even a worn out Andre, I don't think he can beat him. Hmm. I think he might be able to. I'd like to see it. Yeah, you know, I would pay to see it. Yeah, sure. He's fighting Matt Mitchell this weekend, and we'll and see what happens. And I could go either way. Like yeah. I could see him just kill Mitchell, no yeah. problem, and I but could see him get knocked out. Mitchell's a wild card. He, he could show up or he could not show up. Yeah, exactly. And what's your five to one? Well, number five, like I said, I have Vitaly Minnikov. Bellator's heavyweight champion. He's beat Chit Congo. A few good guys. Alistar Overeem, uh, Overeem number four. Steve Mukic, number three. And then I have King Mo, number two. He's kind of a fake heavyweight, but he's won two heavyweight tournaments in a row now. Yeah, I have him ranked at light heavyweight. 
Yeah. But I can see where he come from because that's where he just fought. He just fought Bellator's heavyweight tournament yeah. and then he did Risen's. Yeah. And then Kane, of course, number one. All right. Or Verdun, number one. Well, yeah. Yeah. Kane, number two. And see, we put our champions from the UFC as number one and we realized that that was probably not the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm going to call an audible on the next one, but here's my number five. Okay. Through one. Alice, oh, Jesus. I forgot. We were, Travis Brown. Number five, Ben Rothwell, number four, Stipe Miocic, number three, Cain Velasquez, two, Verdun, one. Yeah. I just feel like... There's not much argument with the top of the heavyweight division. Yeah. Because all the best heavyweights, in my argument, besides Fedor, are in the UFC. And everybody wants to write Fedor off, but he's in my pound-for-pound rankings because he still has my vote for one of the pound-for-pound best fighters in the world. So, if he's fighting again, how can he not be in my pound-for-pound fight? How can he not be in my top heavyweight? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. Anyway. And Velasquez, no one could beat him except for Doom. And so, I would love, I can't wait to see how he looks in the next fight because. Yeah. Is it just. The jury is still out, I guess. But Is he just declined that fast yeah. or was it. I don't flu? think that's the case. Did I don't he know. not train hard enough? It's tough to tell. But. Yeah. If he looks like that again, like, I expect a better fight. I, I think he'll lose again. Yeah. But I expect a much better performance out of him. Yeah, at least. I mean, he got his ass. I, wa- I rewatched it. It was on, like, UFC Reloaded the other day. And he got his f- ass beat. Yeah. Man. And I, as far as Stipe Miocic, he gets the next title shot, at least from what That's they what they say. say. That's what they say. Does he have a shot to beat either Velasquez or Verdun? I think so. You do? Yeah. Especially if Velasquez is going to look I mean, like that. I mean... Hunt almost knocked Verdum off his feet. True. Stipe beat the bricks off Mark Hunt. Yeah, it was one of the most lopsided victories in yeah. UFC history. He beat the bricks off him. Um, as far as... But I'm, I shocked But I, I, I want to get excited about the the heavyweight division, but like I said, JDS, after that last loss, and Alistair Ivory, you touch him on his chin, he could go down. Yeah. How That's do you really true. get... I know. How do you get that excited about anything? <laughs> I like watching him fight. Yeah, but but it's almost like I expected a lot out of Stipe and Andre, but Andre got hit on the ear, he lost his balance, and the fight was over. Anyone could be knocked out at any time it's, in a heavyweight fight. And that's what, like, people think, people talk about how John Jones is going to go to the heavyweight division and knock their socks off. I don't think so. Because if somebody like Stipe hits him on the ear like that, what's going to happen? Yeah, he's going to get hurt I mean, badly. Maybe. I mean, he's been hit a lot in, like, Gustafsson. He's been hit a lot by people like that, but has he been hit like that? I don't Extra know. Extra 60 I don't pounds know. I make don't a know. difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mark Hunt? God. If John Jones got hit by Mark Hunt, I mean, it'd be interesting. I don't think John Jones would let Mark Hunt hit him, but somebody like Stipe, he's yeah. got more to him where he could hit him. Although, if he ever fights Anthony Johnson, Rumble Johnson, he hits like a heavyweight. He Rumble Johnson couldn't beat Mark Cormier and John Jones easily beat Cormier. I don't think. It's all I, think I don't think Anthony's got anything for John. Yeah. I never thought he did. I called him before that fight ever got called off. I didn't yeah. think he had anything for him. I would still love to see it one day. Yeah, it'd probably be a good fight, I guess, if a few more contenders get knocked out. Ryan Bader, I'd like to see fight John Jones before that. Yeah. And we're kind Which of shifting into light heavyweight. To light heavyweight yeah. But real quick, I want to say you have Fedor at number six. Or number, yeah, yeah, number, number six. six. Yeah. And well, I guess it'd be number seven. seven yeah. And I have nobody outside of the UFC in my top ten. I had Minikov as my number eleven. Okay. Um, Fedor, I need to see him do more than just knock out a can like J. D. Well, that's true. And 
You're probably right because he got knocked out by Dan Henderson, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, it, I mean, it was like a three minute fight, and he threw one of those deadly combos, and I, it made me fall in love immediately. And no, I was like, Fedor's yeah. back, and he went right to the ground. And he beat him down on the ground, so he won. But yeah, he's he's awesome to watch. Yeah. Whether he's the beast that he and it was, was great. Like it was actually like the first. I watched uh, like the Shinya Kui fight of the first Risen card, and that looked a lot more like Pride than the second night. Like they changed the colors up in the referee uniform a little bit for the actual New Year's Eve card or whatever. But but anyway, light heavyweight rankings. Yeah, and real quick, I wanted to call an audible because I'm not sure the predestined five, ten through six to five through one thing really worked out. I think I want one of us to do our top ten. We'll critique that list and do okay. the other one. All right. So that I'll, sounds good to me. I'll right. go first. Okay. All right. So, so if you're old number ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I got it. light heavyweight. I got number one, obviously Daniel Cormier. Mm-hmm. Number two, John Jones. Number three, Alexander Gustafsson. Number four, Ryan Bader. Number five, Liam McGreary. Number six, Anthony Johnson. Number seven, Phil Davis. Number eight. OSP, Olvez, Saint Pierre. <laughs> Crew, I guess. Yeah. Number nine, Glover Teixeira. And number ten, Shogun Hua. Cool. I have the same number one, Daniel Cormier. Wait, actually, I, I'm going to put John Jones number one. He could, easily. He's not the champ, but that, he's yeah. the best. Yeah, uh, Cormier, number two. Anthony Johnson, number three. I just feel like... He got beat, beat down. He, he beat Gustafson. He beat Davis easily. Rewatch that DC and Anthony fight. He didn't stand a chance. He hit him once. He hit him twice pretty good. And it could have knocked out anyone else. I, feel I suppose. Like. But anyway, but, yeah, yeah. Number four, Gustafson. Number five, Phil Davis. Just I, I was actually pretty impressed with his... Uh, oh, yeah. He definitely looked good. He looked real good. Um, number six, Glover Teixeira. Seven, Ryan Bader. I am just not convinced Ryan Bader I'm really is anything. Either, but but he, has, well, to me he has the wins, but they're not against anyone, in my yeah. opinion, that impressive. OSP, number 8, Liam McGeary, number 9, and King Mo Lawal, number 10. Yeah, like you said, you had Mo. See, for me, with Bellator and other outside of the because the level of competition is just not it's the same. It's not there. So it's hard but to put too much stock Liam McGeary, I mean, I'm not going to, I can't sit here and say that the Tito fight was fixed or anything, but... He locked him up in that nice triangle or whatever. He struggled against Teeter more than I thought he would. I, I mean, you could say that, but but he hit this jiu-jitsu was out of this world. Like he locked him up like that, and it was Tito yeah. couldn't get out of it. He couldn't slam him. And he, I'm I, actually having trouble remembering exactly how the fight went, but I think he locked him up in a triangle, right? I'm pretty sure. I think he was chaining together. Different yeah, things. yeah, yeah. But I like McGarry a lot. I like watching him fight. But I mean, I feel like Tito, if he was if it was that easy, he would pick one slam out of a triangle. True. I just try to put them in the UFC, and do I think yeah, Liam McGarry could be? Could be yeah. and that's that's how I deal with my whole rankings. Yeah. I have some Bellator champs in my whole rankings. And. Yeah, I did the same thing. Um, light heavyweight, I think, is another pretty thin division. Yeah, thin with big names, but he's, like Shogun Hua, he's. What is he going to do? But he's still up there. Yeah, and there's still people who are going to pay to watch them play. Yeah, yeah. I just think there's not much new blood, you know. No, there really isn't. In the upper weight classes, there's but not a lot of new blood. This is a sidetrack, but from here, 
one FC is pretty much outlawed weight cutting. So we might see a shift eventually in the paradigm of MMA where I people don't cut weight and that might reinvent the divisions. You know I right? think they got to do something with the weight cutting. Well, they, I mean, like I said, one FC literally outlawed it. I mean, I don't know their exact rules, but they pretty much, they had a fighter die and they had a fighter summit after that. California State Athletic Mission did. And if it goes But like good. I said earlier to you, that Ben Askren is now middleweight mm-hmm. at one FC. Yeah. So that could be the paradigm shift we need. Cause yeah, if that goes really, well, UFC can take, or Nevada could force. Yeah, yeah, Nevada would have to do it. Yeah. UFC ain't going to do it. Right. Oh, yeah, no way. Yeah, so we'll move over to middleweight. Yeah. Um, Luke Rockhold is the champion, just recently beat Chris Weidman. Yep. I'll start this one off. Um, Luke Rockhold, number one. Chris Weidman, number two. Yoel Romero, number three. Jacare Souza, four. Leota Machida, five. Vitor Belfort, six. Anderson Silva, seven. Tim Kennedy, eight. Michael Bisbing, nine. Gegard Mousasi, ten. We're not too far off, but... Alright, what's yours? Well, I guess technically I got Rockhold as number one, Chris Weidman number two, Romero number three, because he probably deserves the title shot. Yeah. Number four, Anderson Silva. Number five, Leo Machida. Number six, Jacare. Number seven, Vitor Belfour. Number eight, uh, <laughs> I can't read my own handwriting. Tim Kennedy, looks Tim like Kennedy, yep. Number nine is Bisbing, <laughs> and I have number ten is Robert Whitaker. He was my number eleven. Yeah, he's my real done. number ten was Dan Henderson because it's probably my favorite of all time. <laughs> he's done, dude. Yeah. Um, middleweight is an interesting division, especially up top. Yeah, there's a they got lot some killers. Of... It was more interesting before that title fight, actually. But yeah, it was actually more interesting before the co-main event, I guess, or the co-co-main event because. Romero, I don't think he... I don't even want to see him in a title shot. I yeah. like watching Romero fight. I think he's entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, I didn't think he won that fight. Yeah. And I well, think I mean, he, he definitely rocked Jacare. Oh, for sure. He won... Was it the first round? Yeah. Or whichever round, he definitely won. I he, thought... Yeah. But I thought Jacare did He recovered out. well, and he yeah. did a lot. And I just think Jacare's the better fighter overall. Yeah, I agree. He would pose a better threat. Well, yeah, that's what MMA is. You can get rocked. And yeah, no doubt about it. So that's why I had to put Romero over him. I don't think Romero can beat Rockhold at all. I don't think so either. I don't think he can beat Weidman, let alone Rockhold. And Rockhold just beat the bricks off of freaking Chris Weidman. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. I'm, I that kind of sucked because Chris Weidman was turning out to be one of my favorite fighters and... Then he got full mounted and beat his face in. Still could be. If I feel like that is the, one of the most overlooked fights in UFC history because what came after it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, stop. Yeah. That was a good fight. Like Chris Weidman before he threw that ill advised wheel sucks, kick. Man, that sucks, Cause it he always was coming back on, to that. Yeah. He was actually coming yeah, back. He was like doing his game plan like normal, pressuring, and he was winning that round. He threw he a did stupid that. kick and Rockhold smart enough to take him down. Yeah, and then it was over and from it's, there. It's just. I it's just, a shame. I'd love to see a rematch. It should have been, Looking back, it should have been stopped. I'm glad they didn't because he is tough enough to take it, but mm-hmm. it should have been stopped. Yeah. I, I want to see a rematch, but not immediately. No, I'm not a big he, fan of immediate him, rematches. No, get him, get him, especially in circumstances like that. Yeah. Let and Rockhold, I know, well, I'll, I'll go into that when we get to Featherweight, but. Let Rockhold fight Romero. He'll win. 
and put Weidman against like Tim Kennedy. Yeah. And then somebody. Then yeah. rematch it. A rematch just with a cheetah. I don't care. Yeah. Just get a, a winner one, of and Anderson. one fight each. They can fight Anderson yeah. a third time. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever you want to do to make some money and give him an easy win. Yeah. Not an easy win, but yeah. get him back on his feet. All right, let's move on to welterweight. In my opinion, one of the best weight divisions there is right now. Yeah. You got great fighters up and down, entertaining fighters. Especially if GSP comes back. Yeah, I don't think he will. <laughs> but 200. I'm thinking he's coming back for 200. Robbie Lawler is the champion, obviously. Just yeah. Beat Carlos Condit in a nip tuck decision. Which I had a little bit tough time with this, but. What's your. You want me to go first? Yeah, let's go. Alright, well, I have Lawler, obviously, number one. I put Condit number two. Woodley, number three. Damien Maya, number four. Johnny Hendricks, number five. Matt Brown, number six. Ben Ashford, number seven. Warren McDonald, number eight. Neil Magny, number nine. And Ben Henderson, number ten. Uh, we did for Wadley. Yeah. All right. Robbie Lawler, number one. Yeah. Johnny Hendricks, number two. If he can make the weight. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll never just run that. That's what knocked me him down a little yeah. bit. But. I'm just going off performance. I think he's... He definitely is a fighter. I mean, he, he's got it. I think he won the second, second Robbie I, Lawler I fight. So I think that. he should be champion. And who has beat him? Who's the last person to beat him? GSP certainly didn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Roy McDonald, number three. I hate the guy, but I just think he yeah. he is talented. He's the, he should be up there, but I I think I put him so far down because he's probably gonna have to get a couple more wins before he's. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he's a boring fighter because he takes after GSP. He's yeah. very safe. It's funny he, though. He almost takes from GSP, but is a little more boring almost because like, he won't take somebody down all the time yeah, but he nullifies the stand up yep and he's a very great defensive fighter yeah. except against Robbie Lawler um, yeah so Carlos Condit number 4 Damian Maya 5 Matt Brown 6 Hector Lombard 7 Ben Askren 8 Tyron Woodley 9 I am not impressed with Tyron Woodley I'm not either I mean all right, Dungy, I put him up there because he's next in line yeah Dong Hyung Kim was my 10, but back to Woodley real quick. For me, he is... he. Who did he look great against? He knocked out Koscheck in impressive fashion. Kind of blew his knee out. Yeah. He was winning that fight. He though. was. He took him down but and made him blow his knee out, I guess you could say. You but. could say. But <laughs> are you confident that Condit wasn't going to come back and win that fight? How can you be? Yeah. I think he might have. I mean, I'm not saying he would have, but he def- there was definitely... No, I mean, how chance. can you be confident that he wouldn't? Yeah, exactly. And also Woodley against Kelvin Gastelum. His last win is against Kelvin Gastelum, who missed weight by yeah. 15 pounds and was a dead man walking. Yeah. And that was a shitty performance that was close. He almost lost that. Yeah. And that's his he last definitely does fight. not look spectacular at all. Just because he made weight and Johnny Hendricks missed it does not mean he should sit around and wait for a touch. No, I agree. He, I, I mean, mean, people have done more than that, and they won't even let him sit around. Yeah. I don't hate the guy. I, th- I no. just think he needs to fight like a Damian Meyer. He's a wrestler, and or, uh, to I mean, fight Damien by that would be a great fight yeah. because you could see him on the ground against jiu-jitsu high level jiu-jitsu that would be a great fight winner of that would deserve a shot absolutely because I think Damien Maia is up there for a yeah shot. he is he's on a roll I really enjoy watching his jiu-jitsu it's, it's awesome. incredible even when he's just controlling something. against Gunner that was a great fight dude he he dominated Gunner from start to finish it reminded look what he did to John Fitch yeah he retired or kicked Fitch out of the yeah, yeah. by just 
completely nullifying him. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I love this weight class. Hector Lombard, I think, is being a little bit forgotten because he got popped for steroids. Yeah. But I think if he can be the same fighter when he's not on it, yeah, um, he's a threat. Uh, I'm not too pumped about it. <laughs> Back to Anderson Silva. I think Ben Anderson weight. will beat him. You had Anderson Silva four. I had Anderson Silva number four. Yep. Even with the steroids and. I See, mean, he, he came he back to beat Nick Diaz, but what is that? Well, uh, technically, he beat Nick Diaz on steroids, or whatever you want nah, to say. he beat Nick Diaz. I mean, he definitely beat Nick Diaz, but that he got tested positive before and after the fight for steroids. Destronanol, or whatever it's yeah. called. He blames it on a faulty sex pill, or whatever. <laughs> I don't care what you blame it on, but if you want to put uh, Hector Lombard in your eight rankings, what's your justification for that? No, I have silver in my rankings. Just a no, I know, but I don't think it. I don't know. Like, I'm, maybe I'm just by listening to him, his justification too much. But he said, "My body's never changed," and I've listened to other people say that he came on in his late thirties or mid thirties, and that's not possible or whatever. But his body's never changed that much. I'm not saying he was using the whole time. I just don't I think... I couldn't say that either. He's done enough recently. He's getting older. He lost Wyman twice. Twice. Eh. And I can't... You know, Nick Diaz... I mean... That was just a money He fight. did. The second Wyman fight, when he clinched him and Wyman hit him with that punch and they went down, I thought it was bad and he was bad as the fight was over. Yeah. You remember that? Yep. But to f- say he lost to Wyman off that leg break is a stretch. It was a pretty close fight at that point. Yeah. It's a bit of a stretch to say that Chris Wyman went in there and beat him. And like I said, he hit him with that punch in the clinch after... I mean, Anderson had him in the full plum clinch. Mm-hmm. And he hit him with that punch. And he went down to the ground. And it looked like he was out, but he got his guard. He looked good. But... And to say that he beat him that bad with a broken leg like that... And he checked the kick right, but... It's kind of fluky. Yeah. But... but Looking at the way Weidman has fought and gassed, I mean, he doesn't gas hard like he's still able to put up. But yeah, yeah, but he definitely does. A I feel bit. I like Silva later in that fight. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he manages to get definitely. through to the fourth And it's round. something you'll never know, but it's, it's good to think yeah. about, I guess. They should do a third of them. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the winner of him, Chris Weidman, fighting the winner of Bisping and Anderson Silva, I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah, me either. All right, down to lightweight. Yeah. My <laughs> least favorite division. Really? I love lightweight. Uh, my number one is the champ, Rafael Dos Santos. Uh, number two, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Number three, Anthony Showtime Pettis. Number four, Tony Ferguson. Number five, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Number six, Eddie Alvarez. Seven, Gilbert Melendez. Eight, Justin Gaethje. Nine, Will Brooks. Ten, Benil Dariush. Disagree, my friend. <laughs> What's your list? Well, I guess number one, I have Rafael Dos Santos. Number two would be Anthony Pettis. Number three would be Will Brooks. Okay. Number four Just because he has your name in it? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good one. Number four would be Khabib Normagadov. How would you say his name? Not like that. Number five would <laughs> be Josh Thompson. Huh. Number six, Donald Cerrone. Number seven, Abby, Abby, Eddie Alvarez. Number eight, Shinya Akui. Aoki. Aoki, whatever. <laughs> Number nine, Tony Ferguson. Number oh my god. 
And number 10, Nate Diaz. Why is Tony Ferguson so low? He's on a seven-fight win streak looking awesome. Yeah, let's see what he can really do. He just killed Edson Barbosa. He his best shots. Yeah. Oh, my I'm God. I'm not on the hype train. I love Tony Ferguson. I Maybe I'm just basing my rankings off of how I feel about him, but I don't know. There's just something about him. I don't, he's think. One of the, I don't think he's the real deal. He's one of the funnest fighters for me to watch. He's He definitely does have good fights. I, I can't say he doesn't. I love the way he dives for stuff. Just but I don't think you would beat Eddie Alvarez, and I have Eddie Alvarez in number seven. I think I might have Eddie Alvarez a little too high, except for he beat Melendez. So I didn't even put Melendez in my rankings now that I think about it. He should be in there. He has fallen fast. He has. I mean, it's hard to say. He lost two fights to two great fighters. Yeah, exactly. At this level, it's That's, really... That actually surprised me that I didn't have Melendez in my rankings. And no Justin Gaethje, World Series fighting champion. Yeah. And Young we should probably take the second to say that our rankings aren't perfect. But oh, no. Ours. Yeah. And I think, at least for me, since this was from scratch, like now that it's set... I think I'll be able to adjust way better going forward. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. And we wanted to have doing our, it as it goes. Ra- we wanted to compare and have our own rankings. We we were tight on time. Yeah. this is the first yeah. of many, but absolutely, we'll get there. Definitely. And Will Brooks, why do you have him so high? I I mean, I like the guy. He beat Michael Chandler and he beat Pat Kern. <sighs> Michael Chandler is shop worn. I don't know if it's as impressive. I mean, I agree. I agree, yes. But he's had some great fights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. Um, Khabib Nurmagomedov always hurt or else he'd be champion. My number 11 would have been Michael Chandler. Yeah. But what were you saying? Khabib, I think, would be the champion at this moment. How can you say? When's the last time he fought? That's what I'm saying. Like, if he could stay healthy. So how can he be your number two? Because he's never lost. And I, I agree that you know, he's I, already even beat the champ. This is tough. I would put Pettis at rim every day. I don't think Pettis could. After seeing the way Pettis fought against Dos Anjos, yeah. I think Khabib would just manhandle him. You, you could say that about Ronda Rousey after she fought. She got hit with by Holly Holm. She looked like nothing, but I think Pettis got hit with a hard punch early on in that fight. And yeah, kind of just. There. Yeah. Could be. I love Showtime. And. I'd love to see him get a rematch if he can beat Eddie Alvarez, but yeah. I don't know. I think well, well, we'll find out real soon, I guess. Khabib needs to get healthy and fight, or else. Yeah, and after he hurt his, what did he hurt last time? Was it his tore his knee and then he broke his rib. Broke his rib, yeah. And then he was talking about retiring. So yeah, who knows what he's got left? And Cowboy, man, that was tough coming off of that title fight. Yeah. Still think he's one of the best, and we'll give up a fight. I'm excited to see him fight at welterweight, and I saw some interview where he was like, why not middleweight? And that's just his attitude, but that's I don't know if he stands that. a chance at middleweight, at welterweight. Yeah, God, but still, like I was telling you... Maybe he'll look better with pounds on, but... it's Yeah, you, we'll have to see him on the scale, but there's just so many awesome opportunities at welterweight. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be great fights. I was telling you, he needs to fight Matt Brown. I don't want him to go get knocked out in this fight, and then where's he going to go? True. You can fight Ben Henderson again. You can't get (laughs) TKO'd twice in a month and then expect to have some kind of resurgence after that. Well, that's why he gave him Tim Means. I don't think he's getting knocked out. Tim Means is not nothing. No, he's not. He's not a big knockout guy. He's on a nice streak, though. I expect Cowboy to handle Tim Means. That's what I want to think, but... It's a good test. After that title fight, I just... I don't know. It's not like they're giving him Tyron Woodley or anything. Yeah. You know? (laughs) 
But he's got to fight Matt Brown at some point if he's going to stay. Oh, absolutely. Those two are so similar. That's the fight to make. Yeah, that would be incredible. I'd sell my newborn son. (laughs) No, I wouldn't do it. (laughs) Let's move on to another exciting weight class featherweight. Yep. I don't (laughs) Uh, know how exciting it'll be for how long if Connor doesn't say that. (laughs) True. Actually, lightweight could get really exciting real fast. Yep. Uh, hot off the presses of the Conor McGregor demolishing of the auto in 13 oh, seconds, <laughs> which was insane, mm-hmm. shocking. Um, this Actually, one, it was a little disappointing at first. I was like, that really just happened? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> but then once once it sunk in for me, I was like, Actually, that's awesome. let me just say this real quick. I, I'm as Irish, we're both as Irish as it gets. Mm-hmm. I guess my mom's side of the family is Irish too. I'm as Irish as it comes, yeah. and I... Hated the dude. Hated him. But after his fight, his post-fight interview, he was very calm and cordial. And then I sat there and watched the post-fight press conference, and he wasn't there. And then Dave Scholler came out and was like, Connor, be here in a second. And he came out, and Connor was like, let me stand there. And Connor stood at the podium like a Dane White or Dave Scholler yeah. and just answered his own questions. <laughs> and he was, But he wasn't cocky. He wasn't... Selling a fight, he was real. Yeah, and that's what really made me like Conor McGregor. He can, and he can be Nate Diaz when he's got to be Nate Diaz, right? Yeah, selling a fight. I mean, he could sell anything. I mean, he could sell you whatever you want. Yeah, dude is legit, and he proved himself. I mean, yeah, and I actually read something from Dana White today that you know how if you go up in a weight class in the UFC, they're going to make you drop the belt, but he was like. I'm kind of liking the idea of Conor McGregor being a two-division champion. He told me he wants to fight four times a year, go win the lightweight belt, then defend the featherweight belt, Back and, and so on and so on. And if anybody could do it, it's Conor McGregor. He's done everything he said he would do, True. and he has. <laughs> he likes money a lot. This is Con- this is Dana White's. You can pull it up. This is Dana White's words. He likes money a lot. If anybody can do it, Conor can do it. So maybe we'll have some. I don't know. That I still don't. Awesome. I still don't know if they'll do it, but it'll be cool to see him try. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's exciting to watch. He, but even if you have a hard fight, you can't fight four times a year. No, but three is a lot, even for yeah. yeah. But three would I be mean, good. with medical suspensions and all that, it's not really that yeah. easy to do. Well, cowboy could do six, but yeah. <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah, anyway, well, featherweight rankings. Needless to say, Conor McGregor is my number one. Yeah, Jose Aldo is my number two. Even though he lost, he had his yeah. first loss in ten years. Still it was, the best. It's not. I won't say it's fluky, but you know, he the fight could have gone a different way. You never know. He's still one of the best. Frank Yeager, number three. Max Holloway, number four. Chad Mendez, number five. Ricardo Lamas, six. Cub Swanson, seven. Charles Oliveira, eight. Daniel Strauss, nine. Patricio Pitbull Freire, number ten. All right, we're not too far off, but. Number one, Conor McGregor. Number two, Jose Aldo. Number three, Frankie Edgar. Number four, Chad Mendez. Number five, Max Holloway. Number six, Daniel Strauss. Number seven, Cub Swanson. Number eight, Ricardo Lamos. Number nine, Clay Guida. Which Clay Guida. <laughs> a little bit regret. Then number ten, Patricio Pitbull. All right. Not at all a Vera fan. 
He's missed weight like ten times. <laughs> losses. Did he lose his last fight? He went. Yeah, he, he missed. Won, right? He missed weight. Yeah. One, yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of discount anybody that missed weight. I know from Hendricks. Yeah. I can tell. Uh, Chad Mendes in a tough spot. He Chad Mendes is. I hate to say he's a gatekeeper because he's too good to be a gatekeeper. Maybe he moves up or down weight. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he can move down weight. <laughs> he's lost. But after, like, it was weird, like, after that whole Conor McGregor fight, after all his teammates said, yeah, he hunts a lot, he doesn't train as hard as he should. I don't know what to think. Like, yeah, it's just hard even into it. Yeah. I mean, if you're saying that after your teammate just came up with the biggest fight in the world, yeah, how much I'd better still, can really get? There's some fights I like to see. I like to see oh, yeah. Ricardo Lamas. I think that'd be an interesting matchup. Yeah. Uh, Max Holloway, even... Like, there's still stuff there. But I, as far as title contention, I think he's pretty much done at featherweight. Unless yeah. Connor and Alder move up to lightweight. Well, I mean, real quick, what do you think, if Connor McGregor grows up and can never make weight again, what do you think happens to Frank Yeager? Does he go back up with him? Hmm. No, I think he'll stay at featherweight and, and fight Jose Aldo for the title. I think, how can you call that a real title, though? It's vacant. I mean, it's... Uh, but they said they're not going to vacate the title. I mean, that's what they say. That's what I read from Dana White. He said he, he'll well, let Conor McGregor keep I guess, up. well, then you wait for Conor to fight, fight somebody like like and maybe. come back and do your fight. Yeah, I guess. I think Frank will fight somebody before that happens. You think so? I don't know. I think he's so. sick of, I think he's sick of fighting. Well, I've read he's expecting the worst. I'm yeah. like, this is what I read from other journalists or whatever. But. Yeah. And as far as the Bellator guys... And I'm I'm not super impressed, but I think they just get in brawls, and whoever wins wins. Like Daniel Strauss beat Pit, uh, Pitbull, but Daniel Strauss has also lost to uh, what's his face? Yeah, I think he's lost Joe to Pitbull Warren? before. He's lo- no, not Joe Warren. Um, he might have lost to Pitbull before. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't pay that yeah. much attention though. But Daniel, it's like they went back and forth. So I think it's Pitbull. Yeah. But it was a decision. It was a close decision. But they're in like the Cubs Swanson range. Right? Yeah, yeah. They're not that great. Yeah. yeah. But All right. I probably put them up too high. Some of the tougher weight classes for me are coming yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. So Bantamweight is very light in my opinion. I mean, actually, Bantamweight has more prospects than maybe any other weight class yeah. in the top 10 or 15. But maybe that's because the upper <laughs> regions of it are not very deep at all. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, what give us your ranking? All right, well, clearly I got number one, TJ. Dillashaw. Dillashaw. Number two, I have Hennenbrough still. Number three, Dominic Cruz. Number four, Uriah Faber. Number five, Algernon Sterling. Number six, Rafael Asantos or Asanco, whatever. Sunsail. Sunsail, yeah. Number seven, Thomas Almeida. Number eight, Michael McDonald. Number nine, John Lineker. Number ten, Marlon Moros. Oh, yeah. World Series fighting prospect. Yeah, uh, yeah I got Delshaw one. Actually, I have Dominic Cruz, number two. Hannah Morreale, three. Rafael Asuncao, four. Uriah Faber, five. Aljamain Sterling, six. John Lineker, seven. Marlon Moraes, eight. Eduardo Dantes, nine. Thomas Almeida, ten. Um, it's really about this title fight. This coming weekend, it's all about that. I mean, who could say what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, it's we'll get into that when we break down the card. Yeah, yeah. But 
That's an awesome fight. Uh, Dominic Cruz, it's all just hit like Khabib, it's the injuries. Yeah. Like, if he can come back healthy, it'll be a much more interesting weight class. If he, he looks great healthy. against Calgary, I think it was. Yeah. He looked great Miyazaki. Or, yeah, it was Mizugaki. Mizugaki, yeah. yeah. Um, but Rafael Suntel is such a boring fighter. Yeah. But he's got the wins. He beat TJ, yeah. You're right, favor. He's angling for the fight with Dillashaw or the rematch with Which would be a great sell if he can stay winning because he's going to have to fight one or two more times because there's things in line. But, or maybe he's next in line. It's a great sell, but your eye favor has fallen off a lot. Like, he is not the same fighter anymore. I I agree, but also he's he can he has the workload. He can put it in where he can beat up Frankie Sands. I didn't, it was closer than it should have been. I think. I, think he I think he definitely won. Oh, he definitely won the fight, but if it's... Maybe, he ain't knocking out anybody. Maybe, but he should be putting on that rear naked choke. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, but maybe Frank Sainz is tougher than I'm He's a hard Chris. wrestler, I think. I, I, just, I don't think your eye favor can beat Burrell, Cruz, or Dillashaw. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. I don't lie. think so either. I would get down for that. I'd pay to watch him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And, like, the story of Bantamweight is the, the young kids, like Moraes, Almeida, Lineker is still really young. He's moved up from My weight. sleeper in that division would be John Lineker making weight with yeah. his heavy hands. Oh, yeah. If he can knock him That was out. a hell of a fight against, um, what's his face? Um, the other heavy hitter. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But yeah. But yeah, I if he, he can, can prove that he, he can... can Make weight, and yeah. he can put his fist on your chin. You're in trouble. He has a chance to really sprint up this list. Yeah. Let's move on to flyweight, which is actually surprisingly deep, I think, for a top ten. I, just, I, I struggle with this one probably more than anything, just because... There's one problem with this division. It's well, Demetrius Johnson cannot be beat. He's a, beat yeah. everybody. There's nothing else he and can do. And they don't have anything for him. Yeah. Not a thing. It's not even been close. There's one fighter left, Henry Cejudo. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. And he doesn't look like he's got what it takes. No. But, uh, they all look like world breakers until they fight him. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll kick it off. Demetrius Johnson is number one. Joseph Benavidez, number two. John Dodson, number three. Henry Cejudo, four. Kyoji Hiraguchi, five. Ali Bogatinov, six. Jussier Formiga, seven. Ian McCall, eight. John Moraga, nine. Zach Mikowski, 10. That's not bad. I mean, it's... Basically, you're going off the... It's every everybody's UFC fighter in this division. There's mm-hmm. not much outside of it. But I've got DJ, number one, Demetrius Johnson. Number two, John Dodson. Number three, Joseph Benavidez. Number four, Henny Suhudo. Number five, Koji Horiguchi. Number six, John Moraga. Number seven, Ian McCall. Number eight, Dustin Ortiz. Number nine, Ali Bagatinov. Number ten, Sergio Pettis. All right, Sergio. Yeah. He never lived up to the hype of his brother. Yes, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, and there's really not a whole lot else to say here because literally Demetrius Johnson has beat Benavides twice, yeah. Dodson, Dodson twice, Horiguchi, Bagatinov, McCall twice. McCall no, he twice. lost. The he lost, but it was a good fight. Close yeah, yeah. fight. He beat McCall twice. He beat Moraga. He hasn't fought Mikowski or for me yet, yeah, but, but bring he it would. On. He bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move to the women. 
Um, All right. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, there's it's watered down. I feel like a little bit. And it, it's still getting built up. Yeah. Even though it's been around a while, it's still they're not like really putting in a whole lot of effort to keep bringing in outside talent. Yeah. They're recycling the same people everywhere. And real quick, before I say my number one for Holly Holmes, well, obviously Holly Holmes number one, but. <laughs> I was I thought for a while that my most impressive performance was TJ Dillsaw beating Hannah Morale the first time. But I think absolutely hands down Holly Holm beating Ronda Rousey the way she did. Most impressive performance of all time. That's the most surprising probably. Yeah. One of them. I mean, I've rewatched it a few times and she had her in the clinch, she had her on the ground. She started the arm bar. I still she, haven't seen the fight from she start to finish. Dug right out of it. But anyway, Holly Holm, number one. Ronda Rousey, number two. Misha Tate, number three. Katz and Gana, number four. Juliana Pena, number five. Number six, Amanda Nunes. Number seven, Jessica I. Number eight, Liz Carmouche. Number nine, Sarah McMahon. And number ten, Beth Correa. How do we say her last name? Beth Correa. Beth Correa. Yeah. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> number one. For me, is Holly Holm. Number two, Ronda Rousey. Number three, Kat Zingano. Number four, Misha Tate. I put Zingano ahead of Tate because she knocked her out. Right? Oh, no, she beat... What I read was she knocked her out in the third round, but I thought it was a decision. Yeah. Either way, she did beat Tate, even though yeah, Tate's yeah. on a nice run. Amanda Nunes, five. Alexis Davis, six. Juliana Pena, seven. Sarah McMahon, eight. Tanya Evinger, Invicta Fighter, nine. And Valentina Shevenko, number number ten. Yeah. She's the newcomer who just yeah. beat uh, Sarah Kaufman. Yeah, she looked pretty good for the short news. Yeah, Sarah Kaufman was my eleven. I probably should have had that girl up there. Yeah, you should. That's probably <laughs> that's my least knowledgeable division. I mean, I know the big names. Mm-hmm. At least with uh, one fifteen, you had that whole season of Dolphin Fighter. Yeah, yeah. To really get to know yeah, a lot yeah. of the people. For sure. Uh, so let's move into that next. Yes. Joanna Champion, Joanna Yandrechik. <laughs> Did I say her name pretty good right there? I guess so. Joanna Yandrechik, yes. Better than I would. <laughs> is my number one. Claudia Galdea, number two. Jessica Aguilar, number three. Carla Esparza, four. Tisha Torres, five. Rose Namajunas, six. Carolina Kowalkowicz, number seven. Valerie Letourneau, number eight. Marana Moroz, number nine, and Michelle Waterson, number ten. Yeah, that's not bad. I guess we're probably pretty close. Water uh, break. <laughs> my number one would be Joanna Champion. I'm not going to try to say <laughs> Number two is Claudia. Number three is Rose Namajunas. Number four is Tisha Torres. Number five, Carla Esparza. Number six, Paige Van Zandt. Number seven, Valerie Latornov. Number eight, Michelle Waterson. Number nine, Jessica Penny. And number ten, Jessica Calderwood. I think you're Joanne Calderwood. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about the division. Um, it's tough too, but I mean, we can speak on. Did the, you say Paige Rands yet? Number six. Okay. Yeah, she didn't make my test. She was just outside. But I mean. That fight her and Rose put on was incredible, and she got out of those arm bars. She got her, she was bloodied. 
And she's so young, she can easily... She has heart, I mean... She's got room to grow, she'll probably be... She showed me more heart than a lot of those girls have in her fights. Including, yeah. like, Michelle Waterston, where... People like that, who... Like, I thought the world of Michelle Waterston. I think that the straw weight is even too heavy for her. Because she fought at Adam Waite in the victim. Mm-hmm. So... Like you said, there's not much to say, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to pound for pound. Yeah, I mean... Let's hear your pound for pound because I'm still making some edits real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess my pound for pound best would be number one, of course, it's got to be John Jones. How can you argue it? Number two, Demetrius Johnson. He's dominant as it gets. And this is where it got really hard for me because I think the three spot was hardest for me because I just didn't It kind of drops off into the first two. I put number three, TJ Dillashaw. And I almost regret it, but I'm going to stick to it. For now. Number <laughs> four. put to the test this weekend. Number four, I put Holly Holm. Number five, Conor McGregor. Number six, Robbie Lawler. Number seven, Jose Aldo. Number eight, Anderson Silva. And number nine, Rafael Dos Santos. And number ten, Ronda Rousey. Interesting, interesting. I, uh, at first... And neglected to include the women in my list, so I just yeah yeah tried well, to well and pound for pound can mean a lot of things, but I would I, just I followed Holly Holm before I followed the whole Holly Holm thing before she was in the UFC. She had her own streaming channel for all the lower like providers of U- MMA or whatever. But she literally had like her own website or her own channel, and she was a world breeder. And she came in the UFC and didn't look that great, but. She schooled Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. and she was supposed to be the most once-in-a-lifetime, blah, 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 yeah. and she schooled her, so. I look at if you're going to put Tyler McGregor up there, how can you not put Holly Holm up there? Fair. I just look at pound for pound as, I'm not saying that John Jones could beat, or Demetrius Johnson could beat. Yeah, uh, clearly, McGregor. I mean, you can't say that because. It's just. The dominance you display in your yeah, set yeah. division. You can't make it who can beat who because Demetrius Johnson couldn't beat John Jones with an axe. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. All right. My pound for pound. Number one, John Jones with a bullet. Number two, Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse. Uh, number three, Conor McGregor. Number four, Fabricio Verdum. Number five, Luke Rockhold. These new champions I'm putting up just because. I mean, Luke Rockhold beat Chris Wyman, who looked up. He's a great fighter, but... And who's beat Luke Rockhold other than Vitor Belfort on steroids? That's true. That is true. And Verdum. I mean, he's submitted Fedor. He's submitted uh, over... Or he's submitted, like, all the best heavyweights in the world. Yeah, you're right. I can't argue that. You better not. Number (laughs) number six, T.J. Dillashaw. Just think he needs to prove it. Like, if he can beat Dominic Cruz... I'll probably put him up a spot or two. Yeah. Um, let's see. Number seven, Holly Holm. Uh, number eight, Jose Aldo. Number nine, Ronda Rousey. And number ten, Rafael Dasan. Yeah. Joanna Andrejic would be 11. Well, that's but, not, yeah, not a bad choice. Uh, Dasanius, like, man, does he come on? He looks like a monster. Yeah. I mean... I mean, like, I'm a big Serenity fan. I tried to say call foul on that last fight with Serena, but it's just he is a monster there's yeah there's something to beating the bricks off of Anthony Pettis for five rounds straight and 
And then beating Cowboy in a minute. The way, I mean, yeah, it's just... And even the way he looked, I thought Nate Diaz was just done. Yeah. I mean, but Michael I mean, Johnson tried the same strategy. Does he leg-kicked Nate could, Diaz back home. I mean, he sent Nate Diaz home with a very sore leg. Like, obliterated. Yeah. All right, well, on the Red Box Report, we do a top five on every episode. Yeah. And we're going to try to do the same here. Yep. First one off the bat is going to be our top five favorite fighters, just to get to know who we like and and you know who yeah. who who are our guys, who are our guys, <laughs> the guys that we root for, like it's the home team yeah. from the baseball game. Um, what we do, we're going to start at five, go back and forth, five, four, three, two, one, right. count up, and. Uh, Kick it off. All number right. five favorite. My fighter. number five favorite fighter of all time is Fedor Emelianenko. Yeah, I mean he is known as a lot of people swear by him. Like yeah, I mean he's in my top five of best fighters of all time, but but he's is also he, in my top five of favorite fighters of all time. He's fun to watch. Yeah, but he never fought the best of the best when he was in his prime. I mean, you could say that, but he fought Verdum and lost, and he fought. I mean, he's fought the best fight or something. He didn't fight Randy Couture. He didn't fight... Randy Couture. Anyway, this is a story for another day. (laughs) All right, my number five is Cowboy Saran. He just... His attitude is where it's it's all about. He wants to fight ten times a year. He He likes to have fun. He likes that he comes to fight. He puts on entertaining fights. He's got skills. He's He's good on the ground. He's good standing up. He... He's not scared to fight anybody, even if he... He's not scared to lose. If he loses, he says, all right, I want to fight again next month and redeem myself. Well... I love it. Yeah. I don't know if he's not scared to lose, but if he loses, he'll fight next month. Yeah. Well... <laughs> he I'm looked putting, real scared that title fight to me. I'm putting on a narrative here, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your number four? Number four's got to be Anderson Silva. Okay. I like him. Yeah. I like him a lot. I mean, he's What's your reasoning here? It's the best highlight, really, you can pull up. You, you, you were rooting for him against Chris Weidman. Absolutely, I mean, it's. I mean, we've had a lot of champions go down, Ronda Rousey, all him, all them. But when Anderson Silva first got knocked out by Chris Weidman, he was fooling around or whatever. But when that rematch came around, I was the first person to tell you that he is going to annihilate that kid when they come back around. <laughs> and, and we've already talked about how it might be a sham that he broke his leg, but like I said, he had him in a clinch. He hit him. Nah. It was that was like the first like building falling for me. Champions that you don't think will yeah. lose will. How devastating was it when he popped positive? That sucked. I didn't even believe it because <laughs> no. you texted it to me, <laughs> I know. and I didn't even. I was like, no way. This is a prank. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, yeah. and then as you get reading into it, and more stories come out, it's just like, well, I guess. That's maybe crazy. nobody's and then you find out he testifies like three times yeah, or whatever like maybe nobody's four during and after you can't hide anybody from it I guess I don't yeah. know alright well my number four is Anthony Showtime Pettis right. and you asked me who I like better Cowboy or Showtime because when they first fought each other I was like these are two of my favorite fighters this is going to be awesome like yeah. I don't know who to root for I guess just whoever wins is, is who wins and that's great yeah found myself rooting for Pettis over Cowboy during yeah, the fight. Naturally. It wasn't yeah, even yeah. just like it, like it was subconscious. Yeah, yeah. And I just love the style and the 
the slickness that he displays with his he striking. Yeah, I mean, and that was like that's what really surprised me about Dos Santos. Yeah, I mean he dominated him for five straight rounds. It wasn't, I mean, it didn't. It's clearly on a fluke because he's kept doing it, but. Yeah, I mean... I hope Pettis can rebound good against this fight. But I think Alvarez. he's going to annihilate Alvarez, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Showtime, he did the off-the-cage Showtime kick. Oh, yeah. He's so slick and powerful. Um, I think he's underrated on the ground. Yeah. He just doesn't really have to go there too often. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, his grip on that Melendez submission... Oh, yeah, that, that, that was probably more surprising than anything. Yes. Yeah. He and he tapped him quick, and he'd never yeah. been tapped in his life. Like, yeah, yeah, that was impressive. And that's and kind of the story of Melendez falling pretty quick. But. I am a little nervous, and I think actually Pettis losing might be the best thing for him because he was getting kind of full of himself. Yeah, he so was. Hopefully, right. he'll rededicate himself. I think that camp was healthy. a little bit with uh, Rufus, yeah. Duke Rufus, and Duke. I can't wait to see CM Punk come out of it because I think it'll be a joke. But <laughs> yeah. number three, number three is Frankie Edgar for me. Yeah. One of the toughest guys of all time. Comes to fight every time. How can you not like him? He doesn't put any bull crap out there. He comes to fight. And he f- you can knock him out on his feet, he's still fighting you. You look at this kid. This kid. This guy. <laughs> he's short. He yeah. does not look like a I mean, fighter. he didn't cut weight at lightweight. Yeah. Not a pound. He's one of the best lightweights in MMA history. Yeah. He, he look, doesn't look like a fighter, but he is the scrappiest little dude. I mean, it's crazy. Gray Maynard's yeah. hit him. Everybody's hit him. He's dropped to the ground. He's been nose breaks in every fight he fights. You can knock him down, you cannot can't knock him, him out. out. You cannot count him out at all. Yeah. And that's what I love about him. Because he'd get as hard as you could possibly think you get hit, but you can't count him out. How about that knockout of Chad Mendes? Oh, yeah, I man. love that, man. I mean, that's... I wish it was more clean and more definite. Because it was almost like... I guess maybe the Jose Aldo knockout was a little like uh, Connor knocking him out, but it was like two nights in a row where you get like a uh, mm-hmm. swipe across the face and the guy's knocked out. Sit in the like, right spot at the right yeah, time. Yeah. Yep, my number three is Connor McGregor. Yeah. And when he's first getting the hype coming along, I'm like, oh, come on, he's not, as soon as he faces a wrestler, you yeah. know, but yada yada. Same thing everyone was saying, but I just love the way he gets. The hype going yeah. for his fights. And, and he backs up his talk. He's uh, entertaining yeah. to watch. Absolutely. The way he... Instantly, he knocks out Dennis Seaver. He knows, gotta sell this fight. Jumps over a cage, starts yelling at Jose Aldo. Yep. And that's on your TV screen for a year straight. The craziest part about when he jumped over the cage to yell at Jose Aldo, his girlfriend was... Conor McGregor's girlfriend was standing directly next to Jose Aldo. <laughs> so if you look at the highlight... It looked like his girlfriend thinks she's coming to hug him, but he's yelling at Jose Aldo who's standing literally right next to him. That's and crazy. It's like, yeah, I didn't know that. It's weird. But Connor probably could have made my list. Like I said, I didn't like him at all. You until, hated him now. Until he's... after that fight, and he was much more humble and much more real. But he probably could have made my list. Cool. What's your number two? Number two is Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz. Yeah. See, the Diaz brothers, I never really liked them. They've grown on me, too. Yeah. I just like anyone. I don't want a boring guy. You know, no. I want someone that's going to bring something. It's like, nice that you're a great fighter, and I'll fight whoever they put in front like of me. Like Demetrius Johnson. Blah, blah, blah. blah. So, like, Demetrius Johnson's not even that kind of guy. But, like, you have people that are, like, 
I'm just glad I got the win and I'll put I'll fight whoever they put in front of me blah 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 and that's probably what I would say if I was a fighter too but it's still you come out and you fight your fight but Nick Diaz will lay on the ground in front of Anderson Silva and all this I love the he's not scared of anything it's an entertainment as well as sports yeah yeah. like yeah it's great you come out you fight your fight you say what you have to say but I want a little spice I enjoy it all but I want the little I enjoy the people that Bring something yeah, to the table for sure, and I don't think there's a fight that Nick Diaz hasn't done that. Yeah, the even when he lost like the GSP easily, he beat the pants off of, uh, BJ Penn, and I mean he's done everything. There's I, mean, no, I think he beat Carlos Condit to be honest, but and even his brother Nate pointing in Michael Johnson's face during yeah, the fight. Yeah. Like, I mean, no other fighters will make you laugh yeah. in the middle of a fight like the Diaz. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, and they'll taunt you with their boxing and they'll throw their hands all around and yeah. But I think. Nick Diaz beat Carlos Condit. He should have been the I don't think so. I think Condit won that fight. It was close. I mean, it took Condit going to some drastic strategic measures to do it. He's got it. My number two is Frankie Edgar. Already talked a lot about him. Love the guy. Again, I love Jose Aldo. He's an honorable mention for me. When they fought, it was Edgar all the way. I've never rooted against Edgar in any fight. It's hard to. Even though... He's not like some crazy slick striker. He's he's made mostly wrestling based yeah, with yeah. some uh, good boxing. But, yeah, but he's as tough as they come. Something know, about just him is just genuine. But he's hard on his sleeve. He's tough as yeah, yeah. tough I mean, as nails. Definitely has nice boxing combinations, but he throws combinations and he'll get hit and he can shake it off or whatever. In fact, he's knocked out on his feet against Greg Maynard in the first round. Mm-hmm. Comes back. It knocks twice, him out. Twice. Yeah. It knocks him out. Like, I mean, it's just crazy. You just, you can't finish him. Number one for me, this is kind of, should probably be an honorable mention, but Dan Henderson, <laughs> my favorite fighter of all time, Dan Henderson. I always make fun. What really, really got me into the UFC was watching him knock Michael, Michael Bisping, Bisping out. Iconic. I was rooting for Bisping in that fight. <laughs> but when that happened, I was loving that. That was well, amazing. That, that was the first season of the Ultimate Fighter I caught. Yeah. And watching them bicker back and forth, and you get to learn a little bit about them. And then it was, I think it was UFC 100. Yep, it was. They fought each other. It was one like of the biggest cards of all third time. Third fight down, I think. Yeah, yeah, one of the biggest cards of all time. And he just knocked him out. I mean, that's probably would be my favorite knockout of all time, too. But, he has to be up there. But Dan Henderson, he knocked out Fedor. I mean, and you can call whatever you want about that. but Yeah. He's, I won't mention the steroid allegations. I won't mention the... Well, I mean, you could... The fact that he refuses that. to retire. He looks like a like a, a mummy out there compared to lift his leg. Like, and I, I kind of cringe when I'm watching the fight now, but that doesn't make him not my favorite fighter. You know I mean? But it's cool. He's fought it. Light heavyweight, heavyweight, yeah. middleweight. Like, he's versed And up. the steroid accusations against him are a little soft. <laughs> I don't know. Just because he had a TRT exception, he's a steroid user? Well, TRT... This is a legal drug. Yeah, but you can't do it now. Well, and he stops. Yeah, true. And you can tell. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can. So I guess you can. My number one is Carlos Condit. Um, right. I can't argue with that. I just... It's not like... Again, he's almost awkward in the way he fights. Like, you could tell he's not a natural athlete. He actually worked at this. Yeah, yeah. Because he loves... The sport. And that, like, he's well off. Like, he's yeah, the son yeah. of a governor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to do this. He loves it. 
Well, he might retire, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got enough head on his shoulders to know that he can retire. Before he does permanent damage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, man, I just love watching the guy fight. I mean, it's... it. Aside from that, but it almost blows me away. You look at the fighter pay from that event. Lawler made half a million dollars flat fee. Yeah. Conda made $350,000 yeah. flat fee, and they report that. Yeah. When's the last time you see that? Yeah. I mean, you never saw and last time Alistair Everine fought, he made like $450,000. And he that was the last fight on his contract. He's going to go test the open market. Yeah, and you're making it. The only bet is Risen's going to pay a million dollars to fight once. I mean, it's yeah. just, you never see that. You never see that, uh, like, yeah. high of reported pay, you know what I mean? It seems so the like contracts are definitely going somewhere. Yeah, because Sage Northcutt is making 80000 in his second fight ever. Yeah. And Nate Diaz is making forty, yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. But even Nick Diaz, got, he had a half million dollar fee when he yeah. fought Nick uh, Anderson Silva. Well, I heard that this year was like easily the most profitable year of all yeah, time. Yeah. Well, apparently Lorenzo said they made five hundred million dollars in profit. Yeah. Yeah. But back to Carlos Condit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He coming off the best so, fight of his career. Oh yeah, and I think he won that fight, and we'll get into that in very soon. But. Yeah. He's so diverse in his striking. He's throwing elbows, kicks, mixing it up, punches, combos. He's not the most powerful guy, but he yeah. can knock you out. Yeah. He's got submissions if he wants to go that route. He's a pressure fighter. He wants you against that cage and just bump. Yeah, like, yeah. Just do whatever. He's like, it's like you're playing PlayStation when he's fighting because he's just. And that's why I think I say work. that Nick Diaz beat him because Nick Diaz put the pressure on him and he circled around yeah. him a lot. He didn't play that. But it wasn't. He was striking back, though. Yeah, like he, he was. He was hitting around. Enough to the judges gave it to him. And he's a very strategic fighter. Like yeah. He will change his style to suit who he's fighting. And that's because he's part of the uh, Jackson Winklejohn camp, yeah, yeah, which sure. is very strategic. But like, I thought he had the perfect game plan against Lawler. Like, he knew he was going to get hit. He also has one of the best chins of all time. Yeah, well, that's he, a He's never been... Finished. He was taking some heavy punches in that fight. Was... Robbie Lawler would have finished... 85%, 90 percent, ninety percent of yeah. fighters in the weight class, and and like me and Jesse were fight watching it, and it was just like, Carlos, put your hands up, put your hands up, come yeah. on, it's forty seconds to go, you can't, come on. He's not the best. We thought he had defense, fight. Yeah. We thought he had yeah, yeah. fight in the bag. I know? thought as long as he didn't get knocked yeah, out. Yeah, we're like, finished. put your hands up, come on, come on. And I'm, oh my god, we well, this will be our merge into the yeah, well, yeah, yeah, one ninety five because. Yeah. I'm watching it at Buffalo Wild Wings. Sometimes I'll order the pay-per-view if it's really good and I get enough people over. Otherwise, I'll go to Wild Wings or a bar or something, yeah. Green Turtle, watch the fights. I've never seen the Buffalo Wild Wings in all places react to a fight like this. I mean, that fifth round, oh, oh, yeah. standing ovation after the fight. Like, like I was like, I had worked all day and was exhausted. And the Steep A fight was a quick knockout. I was, like, tired. And that fight, like... I have no tear for it, but it was an incredible fight. But like I said, it was like the Diego um, Mendez, the late Diego Mendez fight, where it was the third round was really what makes it the fight of the year or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, well, in this case, the fifth round, where it was incredible and it was back and forth. But that fight was really pretty calculated and yeah, and whatever. I mean, both guys are technical fighters. Yeah, picking their spots. Waller was, Waller was more patient than he's ever been. Yeah, Condit like. We, I wasn't that happy with how he fought the whole fight. I thought he was throwing combos out there that he knew weren't going to land, but he was throwing them, and they talked about throughout the fight where he had 
that much more volume, but it really didn't mean anything. Yeah. That's probably why he lost the fight, but... But it was, like I said, it's like, it was the last fight that made that fight. It wasn't like a Waller-McDonald fight. Yeah. Where that Until was... You, they're reading that decision, I've never been so anxious waiting for a decision. I knew what was going to happen. I got in the back of my mind. You I mean, really, it was such a good fight, I can't be too upset either way, but I'm yeah. like, oh my God, please be calm. I knew it was Waller. It just... He did, definitely didn't take it away from the champion enough. Yeah, but if he would have knocked him down once or twice more, it would have been his. I just feel like that's you don't need to beat the champ to be the champ. I don't really buy that. Like, I do, just absolutely. score the fight, have a fight. Especially with a guy like Waller who was down on the ground against McDonald and came back and knocked him out. You yeah, gotta, you gotta beat a guy like that. I can't take anything away from Waller. He's one of the most exciting, maybe the most exciting. He's player. probably the. Best story in MMA right now. He makes a Roy McDonald fight awesome. Like that's yeah. impossible. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and he's not the best, but he's he he will put on an amazing fight no matter what. Yeah, for sure. If Robbie Lawler's fighting, you gotta watch it. Yeah. Real quick, before we get two into one ninety five, Otto mentions John Jones. You know I love Jones, but his latest yeah. dilly dallyings have dropped him a he's little bit. He's an incredible bit. fighter. He's, I went to, when UFC came to Baltimore, I went and saw him fight live. I got to shake his hand, all that jazz. Yeah. I was glad I did it, and I was glad I got to see him fight Glover. But you see him lately? <laughs> he's he jacked. looks like a monster. He's going heavyweight, man. <laughs> After one more fight, you think? Absolutely. Wow. That's what that's what word around the town is. <laughs> Joanna Champion is on mention for me. I love yeah. that girl. I like the way she does her weigh-ins. She's always giving yeah, these yeah. weird gifts, making fun of her opponents. Yeah, she gets that stance. Yeah, she seems really cool. I love her fighting style. Yeah. Yeah, she's entertaining. Jose Aldo, Tony Ferguson, and Jacare Salza is probably... It's not bad. Not bad. I don't have an honorable mention on this, but... Fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's really get into UFC 195. We talked about Condit Lawler a lot. How did you score the fight? I would like to say it was three to two Condit, but I knew it was three to two Lawler. Yeah, I had it for Condit forty eight forty seven. Yeah, I thought Condit definitely won the first and fourth rounds. Yeah, Lawler obviously won and the it second comes and down fifth. To the third. The third. Yeah, but you know what? My biggest thing is I think standing elbows do not get the credit they deserve. They don't. But he didn't wear them. Yeah, you know I mean? he didn't get cut. That's yeah. the only thing. But if you see on the replay, because you can't tell live. But you when, don't hear the impact yeah, as but much? it's probably more forearms when they're not cutting you open like that. No, maybe he's just missing a little yeah. bit. It's just, it, it hits you with your forearm, and it hurts, I'm sure it does. Yeah. But when it hits you with your elbow, it's going to cut your eyebrow open or something. Because it happens all the yeah. time. Because I've done it before. Yeah. He's so good at that. They're standing elbow. Yeah, but they're incredible. For some reason, it doesn't look the same live. Like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like... So you don't hear the punch. pop. Yeah. You don't hear see the face reaction. Yeah, but it cuts you right But open, it's, right? it's yeah. damaging. Obviously, you'd rather get hit by a fist than an elbow. Yeah, well, unless you get knocked out. And the third round, <laughs> yeah, the third round is close. Yeah. But, I but like just, I said, if you want to say the fight came down in the third round, and I can't remember the third round verbatim right now. Yeah, I didn't rewatch the fight or anything, but you got to take it from the champion as much as you can. He outstruck him. He doubled him, and, but it wasn't as powerful as shots. Yeah. It's close. I just think he. he I thought he did enough, but. At the end of the day, I want an immediate rematch. I agree. And I don't want to see Tyron Woodley fight no. for the title, at least. I mean, I, I can th- fight Damian Maya. I think Lawler would make either one of those an entertaining fight, but 
they they need one more. Yeah. It's just unless it's Johnny Hendricks is super impressive against Thompson and uh, can make the weight easily improve himself. Yeah. Then maybe give it to to Hendricks, but you got to run this back. That fifth round. If not the best round in MMA history, yeah, one of them definitely. Like, and for when the fight ended, they put the both put their hands up on the fence. That's that's one of the best shots in MMA. I got goosebumps, man. Just and the respect they show to each other, like, yeah. oh man, that is awesome. For and sure. even Lawler said himself in the cage, like, let's do it again. Yeah, like, for sure. The fact that both of these guys just love beating the shit out of each other, <laughs> yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. What about the the thing that could get in the way of a rematch is Condit talking about retirement? You think if they offer him a See, rematch, I would he say if he had though? enough on the table, yeah, but he made $350,000 reported. So how much? Plus $50,000 for fight of the night. So he made $400,000 in 25 minutes. If he ain't hungry for it, might as well hang up the gloves. And I get it. And maybe it's not about money to him. Maybe it's more about glory or whatever. He said... That that night was make or break for his career. Yeah. But if you think about it, if it's an re- immediate rematch, it still should be make or break. Like, it's almost like it's five more rounds on the same fight. Yeah, I agree. I just think maybe he needs some time. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, actually be he like that, and then the decisions and right on lose. his spot. Yeah. Yeah. It had to be heartbreaking because yeah. you know he, that was probably. And the he's best like a cordial guy. Where it's like, yeah, well, I can't leave it to the judges. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But you know it hurts. Oh yeah. And I don't know. I think if he's if they don't give him a, a rematch, I could see him either waiting for them to say, "Okay, do you want a shot at the title?" or just not fighting. Either. Yeah, yeah. But if they're going to say, "Look, we'll do a rematch. If you win that one, you're the champ, legit." Yeah. You know, like I could see him coming back, and I hope he does because, like you said, he's yeah, a fighter. Mean, yeah, gets. absolutely. He puts on great fights every time. Yeah. The only bad fight he's ever had, he blew his ACL out and. I can blame someone like that. <laughs> exactly. Um, I guess if it's not him, it's either going to be Hendricks or Woodley. I guess. Or Maya. I, I want to see Hendricks step on that scale again. I can't believe they're letting him do it again. I, I thought they said they would. It's crazy. I don't know why they go back. They said, Dana White said for sure he's fighting at 185. And he didn't even fight once at 185. Not once. Now he's back at welterweight with no problem. But... I guess is Kevin Gastelum still about the weight? Yeah, he, came he did back. the same thing. Yeah, the, the only one they're sticking to is Lineker, I guess. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, they let Charles Olivier miss like five weights. Yeah, and it's still a little good. Yeah, something. I mean, that's why I think they should change their whole weight cutting policy and all that. You like, should even have to make weight two or three times in a row. You should have to make a weight for a week out and then gradually go down from there. Oh, yeah. You can't. You shouldn't have to be. You shouldn't be thirty pounds heavier a week before your fight. Right. Cut 30, 35 pounds in a week. It's fucking sick. It's it's the biggest problem in MMA. Yeah, but the second to the top, we had Stipe versus Orlovsky. Disappointing. Knocks him out. Actually, it went just how I thought it would. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as awesome as that Travis Brown Orlovsky fight yeah, was, but he got rocked how many times in that fight? Yeah, the dude just has a glass jaw. Head. I mean, he got knocked out by Brett Rogers in 30 seconds in strike force. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, I watched some video on YouTube the other day. It was like top 20 most brutal knockouts in MMA, and he was like three of them. 
And like like when he got knocked out by Fedor and all, it's like out cold on the mat with his eyes open, looks like he's dead. Yeah, when like, he gets knocked out, it's ugly. <laughs> it's ugly, man. <laughs> and Stipe, like, dude is good. Yeah, oh, he's definitely. And he's not like a big, heavy, heavyweight. Like, he's in shape. His only loss is Junior DeSantos, right? And, and I thought he won tight, that fight. tight loss. I yeah. thought he won. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. And again, that is Junior when he's more shop-worn than he used yeah, to yeah. be. So it's hard to but, say. But, I mean, Velasquez looks shop-worn to me. I think he beat Velasquez. It's crazy that Verdum, as old as he is, is the guy that looks like... But Verdum got dropped by Mark Hunt in that title fight. He got knocked off yeah, his feet. But he recovered. I he mean. did. Enough to choke Mark Hunt out or whatever he did. Or yeah. no, he'd, take, he'd need him. Yeah. Yeah. But that's Mark Hunt. Yeah, I guess Miocic, he's, what, 31, 32? Yeah. I mean, but he's like a firefighter by a living, and... He's a he's, tough dude. He's, yeah, he definitely is. I could see him being champ one day, even if he doesn't get... I could definitely see him being champ. Even if he doesn't win this one coming yeah. up, I could see him working his way back and yeah. getting it finally. If he realizes that there's another layer to the heavyweight where he can come back after a big loss like that, you know what I mean? Which I guess... Honestly, Arlovsky could even come back. Yeah. You know, it's really so can, thin. Because the fact that they... That's one Frank person Mirror, I that's so he dropped. He could be way higher in my rankings, but I dropped him down to number 10 because it's just like... Yeah, I just can never see him getting through three fights in a row at that Getting hit level. like that. I mean, he's lucky that he didn't get knocked out by Travis Brown. Exactly. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. All right, Albert Tumanov versus Lorenz Larkin. Who'd you score this one for? This was a battle of head and body shots versus leg kicks. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can give it to Larkin or whatever. But I had it for Tumanov. Yeah. 29-28. I thought Larkin had it, but I couldn't argue with the Tumanov. I liked the way he fought. And I like, I think both are pretty good fighters. Yeah. At welterweight. Uh, Tumanov, he was landing some vicious body shots. Uh, I just yeah, think that was, that's yeah. more effective than... The, he, Larkin's leg kicks were nice. I just don't think they were affecting Tumanov as much as Joe Rogan wanted you to believe. And he was, man, he was overselling that. I thought about that a few times where Rogan's commentary can sway a crowd very easily. Yeah, like, this wasn't Nate Diaz where he could barely move. Yeah. Tumanov, he's, he slowed him down for sure, but yeah, he's yeah, still he was, getting his licks yeah. in. You know? He's jumping up and down, like making sure he's... Larkin he was, only, yeah. when he, his head hits or head punches or shots or whatever... He was like 15 for 90-something overall. Yeah, yeah. Like, he couldn't hit him, yeah. except for the lay kicks. Yeah. That's all he could do, but Tumanov got the nod, and... Yeah, I mean, you can't really argue with it. Yeah. It depends on how you look at the fight. I think, give Tumanov two or three fights, he's he's moving up. Yeah. I was surprised he was that high up on the card. Yeah, this was a weird card overall. Like, is the fights were awesome, like, on the main pay-per-view. yeah. Just name-wise, other than kind of Lawler, there was nothing to really draw you in, but the yeah. fights ended up being really good anyway. Uh, next up, we have Brian Ortega, undefeated, against Diego Brandao, overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what an awesome fighter. It was a sick transition of jiu-jitsu there. I love the fact that you could tell he was playing him first yeah. two rounds. Like, he's like, I know Diego Brando, he's going to punch himself out, yeah. and then I'll just submit him, and that's exactly what happened. I like Ortega, because yeah. he comes from Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, but he also got pop for steroids. Yeah. So, I mean, if he comes from Henry Gracie's gym, or whatever, Torrance, that Gracie gym in Torrance, and if you have that all, whole culture around Jiu-Jitsu, and you base your game off that, and then you go and do steroids, 
Yeah, what's the what is that? It's like so what I like it when I like to transition to jujitsu, but I just I lost a little probably a lot of bit of respect for him. Yeah, he's fun to watch though. Yeah, I agree. It's just always in the back of your mind now, like is he on and why would but he be? At because this point it's on my mind with everybody who's true. on. Yeah. Even with the testing and all it's yeah, this testing's kind of a joke because the yeah. only person that's been caught was uh, the freaking old guy. Um, the lightweight that's been around forever. Yeah, well, uh, heavyweight. Well, Stipe. I mean, not, not Stipe. Stipe. Stipe's God. Oh, the, yeah, Krokop. <laughs> Krokop, yeah. But I don't the, know how I can't think of The lightweight, you know, the bulky Brazilian guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he's been popular. Uh, it's not Brandawa, it's... Uh, Something it's like not that. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked kind of how uh, Krokot came about. He came on the MMA hour right after that. And it was just like, yeah, I hooked my shoulder about three weeks out of fight. And I took HGH, but I didn't tell them I'd take HGH. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I respect that more than Anderson Silva. Yeah, like yeah. if Anderson Silva said, I just didn't trust my leg was going to be healthy, so I just... Yeah. Well, Anderson Silva was working out for like eight months, heavyweight lifting and doing all this muscle rebuilding. I yeah. found it hard to believe it was some sex stigma that was bad. That Obviously, yeah. I just but think... when you find... And I get it, because, like, his... The break like that, you just can't trust it. Yeah, You want to just try that right. Well, plus, I mean, you have all that surgery and you lose all the muscle in that leg and all that. It's got to be tough. Yeah. Um, next up was Abel... Abel Trujillo versus... Was it Will Sims? Yeah, yeah. Um... That was an interesting fight. Sims gets choked out with the guillotine. Yeah, yeah. He was touching he was him up. I think he was winning that fight, yeah. He was touching him up on the feet. Stupidly dives for a takedown with his head in a guillotine. Yeah. When he's rocking him on the feet. It happens more often than it should, but... Yeah. Sims, better fighter. Trujillo got the job done. Yeah. <laughs> There's only, like, two prelims we could talk about real quick I think are worth mentioning. Michael McDonald versus... Masahara Kanahara. Michael McDonald, I thought was going to lose that fight. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't impressed. Obviously, he's rusty two years off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a great transition out of that yeah. s- uh, side arm trick, whatever. But that would have been a third time he'd be submitted in his last four or five fights. Yeah, I mean, he got out of it and did submit him, but he was losing every minute of that fight every until that point. It. Yeah, but so, I mean, that transition was very impressive. It was, and it was cool to see. But that's why I didn't make my top ten. Yeah. Because, I don't know. I got to see more. That's why he doesn't fight so long. And they have he's still young. Time. I still think he's got potential. But yeah. He lost to uh, Uriah Faber, right? He lost to Uriah Faber and Hen and Brow. And Hen and Brow, yeah. yeah. Yep, but who hasn't? Other yeah. than <laughs> really? And the other one was not even, I didn't see it because it was on a fight pass. Prelim. Dustin Poirier. I didn't versus, see it either. I heard a lot about it. I heard, I heard it was a cool fight. Um, Poirier break his nose, but I heard he pretty much dominated Duffy other than that. Yeah, there was even a 30-26 card. Yeah. Apparently it was the most competitive, like, 30-27, 30-27, 30-26 yeah, ever. Yeah. Um, Poirier is improving. I, I like that guy a lot. I, I can't write him off. I mean, he's definitely a tough he's dude. He's looked great since he moved up to 155. It sucks that he fought Conor McGregor and he gets knocked out after all that talk. It yeah. makes him look bad, but I don't think he's... But at this point, that off. doesn't make anybody look bad. Yeah, really. Look at, and he was the first person... His, 
I read one of his tweets right after the auto fight and was like, that's left hand, it's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> I always like Poirier because I watched the documentary uh, Fight Land or Fight Town. Or something. Yeah, yeah, he Fight was Land. Part of that. Vice, that's what Vice yeah. Effect, yeah. He was a big part of that, so always had a soft spot. Yeah. I didn't watch Ryzen. I but, watched uh, a little bit of it, yeah. Let, uh, let us know what you thought or what well, you saw. I, like many people might have thought or maybe it was me but I thought it would be a big fix or whatever but I, I watched actually I, I think what led me to believe that was when King Moon came out for his first fight on uh, the first night he was wearing wrestling shoes they were allowed that in and the from my understanding I could be wrong but you can still soccer kick people you can still and he had wrestling shoes on yeah and he, I mean, he he fought this big-looking heavyweight who had lumps all over his body. He looked like he was been in the trash can for four years. But, and he took him down. I didn't even see the knockout because I didn't watch it that long. But uh, I guess he looked impressive. And then I watched Shinya Koi fight uh, Sakuraba, and they had like a small exchange on the feet, and Sakuraba got taken down, and. His face got pummeled in for about two and a half, three minutes until it was unbearable. Who's the ref for that? Some Chinese dude, I guess. I don't know. It's just like... And Shinya Aoki's not known for his stand-up. Well, he's known for his good mount. He's known for his controlling mount. And he was like holding Sakuraba's arm across his face and hitting him with the other hand for two and a half minutes straight. Jesus. To the point where he was pummeled. Yeah, and I heard. They let it go as long as they could. Yeah, but it was just, He was just getting pummeled the entire time. Mm-hmm. And we talked about I, I kind of wanted to see a sixth mission, but it wasn't. wasn't she shouldn't have been fighting Sakuraba. I don't know how they could have fought a better fight than that. Yeah, seriously. It's all name value, I guess. Yeah. And we talked about Fedor, but I was telling you before we started, Ray Sefo turned down the fight. Yeah. To fight him. I, that that's was, the first I've heard of that, but that would have that probably would have been pretty cool. That would have been better. Just I've heard wise. Ray Sefo say that he would never fight again. Doesn't matter what. Yeah. Because he was fighting. He was fighting. He fought in World Series of Fighting when he was the head honcho of it. Still. Yeah, I remember when that. He, I think it was like a tournament or something, and he lost the first fight, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. But the Fedor fight. Like I said, I thought it was going to be a big fix. I knew he was fighting the can. But he didn't look bad, I'll tell you that. I mean, there was no joke about it. They had a little, like, stand-up uh, combination, and he threw a sick combination. One of those, like, haymaker, deadly Fedor combinations. And he either took him to, a ground, to the ground or he knocked him to the ground. And, like, like Sakuraba, he just beat the other dude to the... I think it was his name was like Singh or something. Yeah, JD. So J, yeah, J Dop. Yeah, something like that. Singh. but he got his face beaten in. As long as they could let it. It's very on. similar. To I mean, they would have let it go on as long as they could. <laughs> yeah. But That's it was cool. It was cool to see the whole pride you thing. You think they'll do it again? Well, Where apparently King Mo wants to fight Fedor in Bellator. Yeah. I think he's just trying to sell his company's things, but I think it. He has to fight in prison again, probably. I would watch the shit out of King Moon versus Fedor. Uh, I, I, every day of the week. I would pick Fedor, I think. No, I would too. King Moon. He's not a big... I mean, he probably weighs 220, but... Yeah. He could cut down to the light heavyweight, but... I don't think he's I think they'd fight it at heavyweight. Oh, they definitely would. Yeah. I don't... There's no way Fedor's getting a 205. <laughs> yeah. No way. He was, if, 
You have to pay him a lot of money to do that. Yeah, he could. It's just not going to be worth it for him. Yeah, yeah. Since he scenario is like the best heavyweight of all time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, news: We got a few things real quick. Uh, Nick Diaz looks like his hearing could finally come through at the next NAC. Yeah, meeting. and they say I think what do they say? He could fight by next July or something like that. Take they're going to 18 months. They're going to bring so, it down. Well, they said. So from what I heard, they're going to make it 18 months, so 12 would be January 31st, mm-hmm. or whatever yep. they fought. So, he couldn't fight on UFC 200, but he could fight July 31st. He'll be on 201. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I'm He's, hoping. It's like, it's one thing, because, like, he fought GSP and made all that money, and then he didn't fight for a while, and then he came back and fought Anderson Silva, and his reported pay was half a million dollars. I thought Nick Diaz will never fight again. No wonder he failed yeah. the pot. Yeah. But then they came out with this five year suspension. You took his you can't you took his livelihood away, you can't make a living. Maybe you'll fight again. Yeah, you might have to just prove that that's point. I forget what the original fine was, but they're still gonna take like a hundred thousand dollars from him. That's insane. Yeah. Just for pot. Yeah. I mean I, I don't know. It's legal and like it's I get it, it's pot and I'm I'm a confirmed pot user, but I mean when there's rules in play and you have to follow those rules and you break them three times in a row, I yeah. get it. There should be a penalty. I just think they should eliminate pot from the band. And that's the whole other story. But I'm saying there's rules yeah, in play. Absolutely. You break yeah, them three rules. times. And you got There's got to be a penalty for that. Yeah. And I, I understand mean, that, yeah. but hundred thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. <laughs> Could buy a lot of pot with that. <laughs> All right. So Dana White says Holly Holm will fight again before Rousey. Rematch. It's gotta be Tate. It's either Misha Tate or Cyborg. Cyborg can't make the weight. But don't you remember Holly Holm said she would consider going? You think the UFC is gonna do that? There is no 145 pound division in the UFC. It could be just a catch weight fight. No title stakes or anything. Not gonna happen. The only reason I think it's possible is because that guarantees even if Holm loses, you still get the Rousey rematch for title. The UFC doesn't work. No. Well, I doubt it because I hate Cyborg anyway. <laughs> well, it's, she's under a Zufa contract and all, but that could, I mean, it, um, she fights on Evicted, she has to be, but it ain't, that doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's got to be Tate because they probably think there's no way Tate can win. Tate didn't take a fight when she was denied the Rousey fight, right? Right. She so hasn't fought in a while. It's got to be her. They'll fight in like... I guess because the worst case scenario, Tate wins and you get Tate Rousey 3. Yeah. I mean, case. it'll sell either way. Mm-hmm. Not as good as home. Uh, but I don't think... I think the reason they did that was because they are realizing that Rousey's not going to make UFC 200. Really? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. And I was that saying... Because they were hard on that for a while, but if they did that, I think there's no way she fights in July. Yeah. And I was telling you, I think they're going to load up UFC 200. Yeah. And they've got to have something in the back. So, yeah, they them. need to have something for 199, Which I 198. Think yeah, I mean, you have to have a lot for every pay-per-view, but you have to have at least a nice But if they're going to put a lot of their bullets... For UST, I mean, UFC 100 was what? Lesnar, Amir, GSP, I mean, it was all kinds of names. They're going to put, they're going to load 200 up more than 189 was, more they, than 193. Three title fights? Has it been done before? I doubt it. I don't think it has, but... In strike force. They'll probably put, like, Joanna, the third title fight, if they do that, but then... Maybe they'll put Jones Cormier or and then Connor up top. 
Yeah, I don't know. That would be my guess. Connor against... Connor's on it. There's no doubt. Yeah. But will he fight in between? Because he says he wants to be active when he yeah, can't yeah. wait. You can't go. fight three or four times a year if you're fighting in July. Yeah, so you're fighting, yeah. exactly. But the, the, then you risk the whole card. It's but a lot. I mean, I get that their jobs are hard, and that's why we... We'll have to wait till it gets a little bit closer to see yeah. what's available. But there should be some big news in the next couple months. Yeah. Condit Lawler rematch could be possible for that. That could be, yeah. I mean... It could be a Dimitri Shanta fight. It could be anything. It could yeah. Be. I doubt it. I, I get it, but... Yeah. It has, it's a title fight itself better than if it's not. What if they did four title fights and that's the whole main card, not a fifth fight? Well, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Ideas I, th- I think it's going to be somewhere out of the box like that. But Yeah, I hope they go huge. I love when they're just big yeah. shows. Like I said, I, it's got to be bigger than 189 They're going to charge $100 a pay-per-view. Probably, probably yeah. It'll be like a Mayweather Pacquiao fight. We're going to Wild Wings. <laughs> uh, Martin Cameron retired officially at age 33. I thought that was years ago. Me too. Josh Koscheck is hurt and out of the fight in Peloton. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. That's a joke. And now Paul Daly versus Andy Rich is premiered to main event. Oh, great. Let's Even though Koscheck is hurt, like... Why the hell didn't they just do the daily Koscheck rematch right away? And put them both on the same card on separate yeah. fighters like you're trying to build something? Yeah. Like, Koscheck can no easily one. go out there and get knocked out, and where's your fight at? Exactly. He could get beat by J-Dubs. <laughs> you had one chance to do it, and I guess he fell off and he didn't have a chance to do it, but that was your one chance to do it. It's not like Josh Thompson who's going to beat all the cannons you throw at him. Unless they saw that he was going to fall off the card. But. Yeah. But, Jesus, why not do Paul... Paul Daly would kill Koscheck now. Yeah. In that rematch. Diego Sanchez returning to lightweight. Good for you, Diego. You yeah. idiot. Somebody used check to him be, into a home or something. <laughs> used to be, like, my favorite fighter. He's punched drunk. He is pathetic. It's I hate sad. to say it. It's sad to see. And it. I don't have anything against religion or anything, but he just talks all this... I don't know, he's not punch drunk when he talks to me. Well, I do have something against religion, and I agree with you. <laughs> he's off the deep end, but I hope he retires. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, a, I hope somebody tells him that he needs to retire. Yeah, it's bad. It's, I mean, he puts on great fights, but like I said, it's if he puts on a great fight, his face is half hanging off. And, and, he don't, and the sad thing is, judges still give him bad decisions just because yeah, it's crazy. Like, he just goes... I mean, he's tough as... Yeah. Shit, I mean, yeah, as it comes, yeah. He's sadistic, yeah. Hang him up. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, you're going to host Saturday Night Live on January yeah, 23rd. I'm two interested. Weeks. Although I have something ahead of that. She's also going to be in the next Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, but paint in body paint only. And I saw the little picture on Instagram of her ass, and it is phenomenal. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well,. I'm a mailman. I get I'll thumb through it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look one. It was like the editor of Sports Illustrated posted some picture of her ass and body painting. I was like, oh my god. Well, Ronda Rousey's never really done anything for me. I don't think she's. I've always uh, thought she was beautiful. Mm. Some people think she's ugly. I've always thought she was beautiful. Not so much for me. Right. Different tastes. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Last bit of news: Frank Mir versus Mark Hunt is being targeted for a fight night in Brisbane. Yeah. I mean, why not? It's heavyweight. <laughs> Loser they haven't fought each other Loser yet. Loser town. I doubt it. It better be. <laughs> well, Frank Mears on like a two-fight win streak. He's yeah, one away from a title shot. He's 65 years old. 
If he wins, he's going to get a title shot. Yeah, well, that's a joke in itself. I know. All right. Well, let's run a a little long for the first episode, but it's all good in the neighborhood. UFC Fight Night 81 is this weekend. Let's break it down a little bit. The main event, TJ Dillashaw finally defending his title, or Dominic Cruz's title, against Dominic Cruz. Yeah, who's to say? Uh, Who do you like here? TJ all day. For real? How do you see this happening? Beating him at his own game. See, to me it comes down to how healthy is Dominic Cruz's knees. Last time he came back... Yeah, I love that little back and yeah, forth. Yeah, that, that was that their bar for boxing on that, but yeah. But I mean, Cruz came back against Miyazaki, or, or no, that's a <laughs> movie Horiguchi. studio. Horiguchi. Uh Mitsugaki. Was it? Yeah, I thought it was Horiguchi. Takeo Mitsugaki. Uh, he looked amazing. As better as he. Yeah, he got me. It was real quick, and he looked good. But that was about a year and a half ago. True. <laughs> Dillashaw is cribbing Cruz's style. I I, that's what I say. I beats him at his own game. Dillashaw has more power, but I just think Cruz has too much to offer. Yeah. I think he's going to pick him apart. Dillashaw's not going to know what's happening. See, I almost don't want to see that because I have no hope for Cruz's Cruz to knees. stay healthy. Yeah. And I, used, I used to not like Dominic Cruz. I used to like favor better. I've come around to liking Cruz a lot yeah. more than your high. I felt bad for the guy for a while, but yeah, I'm picking Cruz here. It's. Yeah, I think it'll be an upset. Yeah. But, I don't know. And he'll probably prove me wrong yet again, because I doubted him against Hannah Brown both times. But That's what I mean, after, after, I mean, after the first time, it could have been a fleek, but he did the, literally the exact same thing. He uh, is legit. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Joe Soto. This, yeah, Joe Soto, whatever. But yeah. this will be the toughest fight of his career. I oh, think. for sure. If he beats him, he's the real deal, if you ask me. Yeah. And sure. um, we're keeping track of our picks for the whole entire year, yeah. and uh, whoever does better at the end of the year, something happens. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Next up on the card is Anthony Showtime Pettis, my number four favorite fighter, uh, against Eddie Alvarez in a lightweight battle that I would assume winner is pretty close to a title shot, got at least me. not one away. Got me, yeah. uh, who do you like? I got. I don't think Alvarez has anything for him, so it's got to be Pettis. Yeah. Not that Alvarez is that bad, but he no, couldn't he could beat Cerrone. He, no. Exactly. If you can't beat Cerrone, you can't beat Pettis. I think Pettis is going to run through him. Alvarez is just too small for the upper tiers of this way. Yeah, it's division. like stockier and small. And at the same time, I don't think he can cut down to 145 no. exactly either, no, so no. he's kind of stuck in the middle. I think... He's going to be a guy that just is there as a gatekeeper, upper-level gatekeeper that puts on entertaining fights. Yeah. But Showtime, he's got to be motivated Hopefully to get back. he'll be a well-paid gatekeeper. That's about the best yeah. hope I have for Alvarez. Yeah. He missed his chance staying in Bellator too long. Yep. He, a year or two too late. Yeah. And Pettis, you know he's pissed about what happened. He's oh, embarrassed, yeah. so. I'm sure he is. He's going to do something crazy. I'm sure he knows he's the best in the world, but we'll see. He's going to do backflip off the cage into a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, next up, heavyweight fight. And by the way, this is like the best Fox Sports 1 card since the first one in Boston. Yeah. This is pretty awesome. Uh, Travis Brown versus Matt Mitrion. Heavyweight tilt. This is tough. 
two younger guys for the heavyweight division. Ronda Rousey's boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that should be his nickname. Meathead. <laughs> yeah. Travis, Ronda Rousey's boyfriend, Brown. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with Mitch Graham. For real? Wow. Uh, I think Travis Brown's. I mean, the dude is big. If he hits you he hard. He's sluggish. He doesn't. I don't see much skill. I mean, the fact that he knocked out Alistair Irving with those 15 repeated front kicks. And he got beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's tough. tough. He's definitely tough, but I mean, he literally threw the same kick 20 times in a row and finally knocked him out of it. And Verdum just tore through him, like, yeah. annihilated him. So, I like Travis Brown here. I have a feeling someone's getting knocked out in within the first two minutes. Yeah, I agree. It happens every Mitchell fight. either gets knocked out or knocks you out. Or Smith's somebody or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have no confidence in any heavyweight fight, usually. That's what I was like. I kind of knew what was going to happen with that Stipe and Andre fight. And I expected a better fight than it was, but that's about like, yeah. what you can expect. Someone get hits on the ear and they drop it to the floor. Yeah. That's why they <laughs> always put one on a fox card, because they know someone's yeah. getting knocked down. It'll be quick. <laughs> Next up, Ross Pearson versus Francisco Trinaldo. I got Pearson here. Pearson on familiarity. Trinaldo's not bad. Uh, Pearson's just a good boxer. I, I enjoy watching him fight. He's a middle of the road on pretty much everything, but yeah, he's he's solid. You know, he's not gonna go out there and knock you out in a minute. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to say about Trinaldo. He's just we'll see. I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which Brazilian guy he is exactly <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> And for the undercard, we've picked out five fights that are worth maybe just picking here. Yeah. First, Patrick Cote versus Ben Saunders. Give me Killaby. I think he's come back to the UFC and done some pretty cool submission. Yes, yeah, so he's got great submissions. I'm going to go with Cote because stand-up, he's definitely a better fighter. Absolutely. But I don't know, Cote. I think he might be able to handle it on the ground. I don't know. We'll see, because Saunders has sick jiu-jitsu. I think that'll be a fun fight. Yeah. It's like, who's going to dictate where the fight is? Is yeah, who's going to win? for sure. Uh, Paul Felder versus Darren Crookshank. Now, this is a fight that I could see being on the main main card here. Yeah. Crookshank is entertaining as, as hell karate guy, and Paul Felder trains with Cowboy. Just took Barbosa to the brink yeah. in a tough fight. I'm going to have to go with Felder on that, because I think he's a tough dude. I'm agreeing with you. I think Felder is, is going to take this, but I think it'll be a decision. I yeah. don't think any... I mean, someone could get knocked out, but... Yeah. I don't know. And <laughs> a brawl that should take place in a mall. <laughs> Tim Boach versus Ed Herman. Like, <laughs> realistically, these guys shouldn't be in the UFC. The definition of gatekeeper these days is Tim Boach. <laughs> gatekeeper, more like... <laughs> a dog doorkeeper? I don't know. <laughs> He's worse than that. He's not good. Well, it's crazy. Well, he knocked out by Dan Henderson in the latest <laughs> days of a career. Something's happening. It's crazy he had like a four-fight win streak at some point. Yeah. I watched him get submitted by Luke Rockhold in person. No, I remember that. Yeah. It's pretty sick. But uh, I'm going to go with Bush because I hate Ed Herman. <laughs> Me too. As much shit as I just talked to the guy, he's going to knock everyone out. Cause, yeah. How... How's Ed Herman have a job? I have no idea. <laughs> Ginger with, uh, he just will just throw haze. 
That's it. That's all I can do. <laughs> yeah, really. He's like a ICP backyard wrestling or whatever <laughs> that was. <laughs> he looks like he belongs to uh, the Juggaloos. Uh, next up, we got Charles Rosa versus Jim Hedis. Uh, I'll take Hedis by submission here. I think I think he'll get it. Find a way to get it on the ground and finish it off. I like Hedis just because he started as young as he can start in the UFC. He's been around for a while now. Yeah. And Sean O'Connell versus Alir Latifi. Alexander Gustafson's training partner, right? Stay in for him against Jadar Versace. He's uh, a stunt dog. I know nothing about Sean O'Connell. So. I don't know much, but I'm taking it. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. I just. Alir Latifi, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 almost like the Eddie Alvarez of the light heavyweight division. He's stocky and yeah, but I'm gonna take him. <laughs> All right, <laughs> love it, love it. All right, well, that's it yeah. for our first episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it went well. Yeah, please still, come back. Still getting used to the new equipment. Hopefully, I adjusted the levels accordingly, yeah. and I didn't blow out your ears where you can barely hear us. We'll find out. Yep. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Red Belt Report. Couldn't fit the the in because it was one character too many. <laughs> Email us, theredbeltreport at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm personally on Twitter at the oil report. And uh, I'm not on Twitter. You can also follow us on theredboxreport.com and any anywhere you can find the Redbox Report, you can find the Red Belt Report as well. Please look forward to more episodes because they're coming your way. Yeah. Next week, not next week, in two weeks we will be reviewing the card we just previewed as well as, well as previewing the next Fox card and UFC 196. It's and a little bit of refresh rankings. Yeah. Plus we will have our own the Red Belt rankings. Yeah, I'll post those, like I said, on the on the blog on the website and uh, I'll I'll post a link to that on Twitter and anywhere I can think of and and we'll we'll keep it updated. Eventually hopefully we can get other people to contribute and yeah, get yeah. more We're building this thing just as you are listening to it. Yeah. So give us a holler what you thought about the show and we'll catch you next time. Thank you very much. <laughs>